and welcome to the Cine Sisters True Crime Podcast. I'm Shay. I'm Amanda. And we're pretty, I'm cranky today. Amanda's stressed, so. Yeah, I had a dog emergency in the middle of the night and was at the emergency vet. You know, that's always fun with a giant Great Dane. Super stressful. But. It's just the time for animal issues, I guess. It's a lot of animal issues these days. My sister-in-law is also having had a really expensive vet bill over a eating of a sock. Was it three days, almost four days of vet care to find a sock and remove it? That's insane. It's crazy how expensive it is. Like my, what, one hour visit last night was a thousand dollars. Yeah. Thousand Canadian, y'all. Yeah. More than that, because then the triage fee. Yeah. But you know what we need? We need a little murder. And a little mayhem. To get us over <laughs> this hump. It's a beautiful To day. be less depressed about our lives, let's talk about other people's depressing lives, how their lives were ruined. Yes. Get me oh, away God. from the house so I can stop watching my dog breathe. And <laughs> just, yeah, Ugh. listen to somebody else's misfortune. Oh, I just have to take a breath. Oh, Anyways, so... Do you have a really fun, loving, Disney-type story for me today? Never. <laughs> okay. One day I'm just going to do a Disney one <laughs> and completely shock y'all. Where nothing bad happens. I'm yeah. into it. This story begins, this is actually, one minute, our final Halloween episode. Oh, good. And then it's Halloween, so. Do you know what happens after Halloween? Christmas. Christmas. Chris, we love all the holidays, but definitely Halloween, Christmas. Christmas is our number one. Christmas puzzles, Christmas drinks, holiday nog, rum, rumbles. Rumbles. Oh my goodness. But before we get to Christmas, we're sticking with the Halloween (laughs) before Amanda goes full-blown Christmas. I'm I'm ready. She'll be forcing me to help her put her Christmas tree up tomorrow if we keep down this talk november 1st comes quickly but okay let's stick with halloween for now let's so talk about halloween. this story begins on halloween night in 1974 Ooh, i love an old timey in deer park texas Ooh, i also love texas i can guarantee everybody's heard about this manda for sure i think anyways but i do find it interesting it's depressing but you know they're all depressing yeah true I actually, I, it's not ringing any bells. Yet. Well, I haven't said many words, Amanda. <laughs> so eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien lived with his father, Ronald, and his mom, Danine, and his five-year-old sister, Elizabeth. The children and their father went trick-or-treating with their neighbor, Jim Bates, and his two children in Pasadena, Texas, which is like a 12-minute drive from Deer Park. This neighborhood reportedly gave out better candy. Mm. You know, the full-size chocolate bars, big bags of chips, and, like, full cans of pop. Oh, yeah. They're the best. Do you remember trick-or-treating and people would be like, this house down here is giving full cans of pop out, bro? Yeah. That's what I should do this year. You know what? Kids are so smart, and I never thought about this, but you could put an extra mask in your candy bag and then go back to that house again with a different mask (laughs) and get, like, more stuff. If you hear clip-cloppity or jingle-jangles, that's my puppy dog. Anyways. So, they went to this other neighborhood because they were giving out better candy. They didn't get to as many places as they had wanted since it had started raining and forced them to cut the trick-or-treating short. 
And they went back to Jim Bates' house afterwards. The neighbor. Okay. The kids wanted their candy, as kids do, right away. Yeah, right now. They wanted to eat it. In my mouth. Ronald, so Timothy's dad, Mm -hmm. told them they could each only have one piece, and then the next day they could have more. Ronald picked out a giant pixie stick for Timothy, and he was so excited, he tried to pour it in his mouth, but the sugar was stuck in the tube. Oh. So, um... Ronald comes over and was, like, squeezing it and, like, trying to knock the, the powder in the tube around so that it could he could eat it. Yeah. Pixie sticks always did that. After eating some, Timothy started right away complaining that it tasted weird and kind of bitter. Uh-oh. And then a few minutes later, he complained that his stomach was hurting. He then ran to the bathroom and started projectile vomiting and fell to the ground convulsing. No. <gasps> Ronald came running in to help and quickly called 911. He said Timothy just went limp in his arms. <gasps> Unfortunately, they didn't make it in time on the way to the hospital and Timothy passed away. No. Like Halloween. This mm-hmm. supposed to be like the best day. Yeah. When Timothy's body was brought to the morgue, the medical examiner noted the smell of almonds. Do you know what this means, Amanda? No, I don't think I do. I'm sad for Timothy. <laughs> Amanda's very emotionally... Her emotions are already right at the edge. Yeah. Right there. Oh. I'll give her a minute to cry. I'm okay. Now she's going to have a a runny nose and be sniffling. No, I'm good. So what what does this almond smell mean? It sounds familiar, but I don't remember. Is it cyanide? It is. It's cyanide. Okay. So it's it's a telltale sign of cyanide poisoning. And when the autopsy results came back, it confirmed just that. Timothy had consumed enough cyanide to kill two grown men. What? In that one pixie stick? Yeah, and I don't even think he ate a lot of it because it, was stuck. it tasted weird and he had just gotten like... Oh, and it tasted weird. Duh. It yeah, so like I, I highly stick. doubt he would have eaten the entire thing. Oh, wow. Cyanide's like potent, I guess. Police immediately launched an investigation and asked the public to hand in all the Halloween candy that their kids brought home so that they could test it. Could you imagine? There were six pixie sticks found altogether that were very clearly tampered with. They were literally stapled shut. Oops. Remember how crazy mom was about us checking our candy? I had to check each and every single one. Yeah, and check help. The, make sure it was, like, airtight, yep. p- pressing on it and checking mm-hmm. the edges and stuff. Yeah, we had to check all of our candy. I mean, I'm sure everybody does, but yeah, I think we were maybe a little extra. Yeah. It. An 11-year-old boy who was given one of the tainted pixie sticks was found asleep in his bed later that night, cradling the tube of poisoned candy in his arms. He didn't have enough strength to cut it open. No way. Yeah, so and he... they found him sleeping with the pixie stick. Holy divine intervention that he didn't eat that. That was the only close call and nobody else died, luckily. Thank goodness. But the question remained. Yeah. Who poisoned the pixie sticks that Timothy ate? Who would poison kids? Or the pixie stick. Like, I can be an asshole. I'm not poisoning kids. That's so (laughs) rude. Very rude. Police were asking anyone with information to come forward. Jim, the neighbor who went with the O'Briens for trick-or-treating told police something strange about that Halloween night. He said they got to this one house and the lights were off, so the kids all figured nobody was home and they ran to the next house. Yeah. No time, you know? Get to the next one. Yeah. 
Ronald didn't go with them right away, and a few minutes later, he catched up with them. He caught up with them. Catched. Ronald didn't go with them right away, and a few minutes later, he caught up with the rest of the crew with five 21-inch pixie sticks he said he got from that house they didn't think anyone was home at. Weird. And the kids were excited. Obviously, these giant pixie sticks. After trick-or-treating, he gave each kid a pixie stick, and the fifth one he ended up giving to a kid who came to their house for trick-or-treating. So police went to Timothy's family and questioned Ronald about this. Yeah. And he said that when he lingered back, like all the kids ran to the next house, he stayed back, and just as he was walking away, someone answered the door. But he couldn't see their face, and he just, like, the hand... He said it was very clearly a man's hand because it had like a hairy arm. Reached through the door and passed him these pixie sticks. He took them and brought them to the kids. Weird. Police wanted to know which house this was. So they asked Ronald to show him, to show them. And unfortunately, Ronald couldn't quite remember which house it was. And he said he didn't even see the person, right? Yeah. So. And it's a different neighborhood than they normally go to. So it's not like it's like uncle bob's house you know like and they all start to look the same and it's dark and it's raining yeah oh okay at this point police started getting super frustrated and especially frustrated with ronald because well they just figured maybe because they only did go to a few houses like i don't know how long they went trick-or-treating for but it was cut short because of the rain so how do you not remember true because they didn't go to that specific thing yeah it's That's a pretty weird. specific event that would happen. So they're suspicious. They're a little suspicious. Well, they're just frustrated. Yeah. Police meet up with Ronald again. And this time, they were more stern with him, saying if he couldn't find the house, they were going to assume maybe that he was involved. Yeah. And Ronald didn't want that. He panicked, and he didn't want them to think it was him who killed his son, obviously. Like, what kind of parent would kill their own son with poisoned Halloween candy? True. So he thought really hard and had a eureka moment and was all of a sudden able to remember which house it was. Police figure out who owns the home. They go to the man's work and they arrest him in front of everybody. Oh, good. They question him, but he actually turned out to have a pretty solid alibi because he was working that night. Oh, he wasn't even at home. Nope. Um, They were able to confirm that he was at his workplace that night. The only people home were his wife and daughter. And they ran out of candy pretty early on, and they turned out the lights, apparently. Yeah. But no man in the house? No man. man arm. No man. No hairy man arm. Hmm. Meanwhile, word got around to the police that Ronald was angry at his family because he had actually written a long, or a song about Timothy joining the Lord in heaven. What? And the performance was going to be broadcasted on TV the night of his funeral, but the family didn't stay up to watch it, and Ronald was mad about it and bitter because he wrote this song for them. So Ronald was an optician, but also a deacon at their second Baptist church. He sang in the choir, and he ran the local bus program at the church as well. Wow. Police started looking more closely into Ronald's background, and guess what they found out? What did they find out? How many jobs do you think he had in the 10 years prior to Timothy's death? How many jobs? So he does lots of things for the church. So I'm going to say six. 21. 21 in five years? 10 years. 10 years. That's a lot of jobs. Yeah, it is. 
he was also fired from each one of those jobs for negligence or fraudulent behavior. Oh. They also found he had a crazy amount of debt. He was over $100,000 in debt, and they found out he was suspected of stealing from his job at the optical place that he was currently working at. Oh. His car was about to be repossessed. He had defaulted on several bank loans and had the family home foreclosed on. <gasps> when they looked even deeper, they found that Ronald had recently taken life insurance policies he out on both his children. And he's the one that helped him get the candy out of the pixie stick. The life insurance policies were originally set at $10,000 per child, but when police contacted the insurance company, they discovered that just one month before Halloween, he upped that number to $20,000 per child. That doesn't seem like child-killing worthy money to me, but I know, like especially... if you're in debt, I, maybe his brain is broken. Yeah. Not only that, Ronald also called the insurance company the morning following Timothy's death to ask about the payout and to find out when he would see that money in his account. Wow. It's not looking good, Ronald. It is not. At this point, police were able to obtain a search warrant to Ronald's house. They found a knife that had plastic residue on it, similar to the residue on the pixie sticks. (gasps) Yeah. Ronald was also attending community college at this time, and one of his professors actually came forward to police stating Ronald asked a strange question in class. He asked, what is more lethal, cyanide or another type of poison? Oh my god. A man from a chemical company also came forward to police, and he said that a man came in to buy cyanide. But he couldn't remember what the man's face looked like because he wasn't close enough to him. Yeah. But he did mention that he was wearing a blue smock. Which turned out to be Ronald's uniform at the optician place. Oh my god, he is the dumbest piece of shit. Since this was way before DNA testing was possible, Mm -hmm. police couldn't place the pixie sticks in Ronald's hands or prove he purchased the cyanide. It was pretty circumstantial. Yeah. But Ronald also maintained his innocence. But the press zeroed in on Ronald being the killer and gave him the name... The Candyman. And the man who killed Halloween. The man who killed Halloween. That's what you're (laughs) going to go down as. Wow. I know that a boy died over it, but like, can you imagine having to give away all your Halloween candy? All the kids. Yeah. Like everything you go around, you collect it all. It's hard work. It is hard work. It's exhausting. Worse in Canada because you have your snowsuit on and you put your costume over your snowsuit and you trudge through feet of snow. Yeah. Feet of snow. Feats of snow. Feats of snow. Foots of snow. Wow. On June 3rd, 1975, it only took the jury 46 minutes to find Ronald O'Brien guilty of capital murder and four counts of attempted murder. Wow, yeah. The jury took 71 minutes to sentence him to death. Good. He killed his own kid and then he held him in his arms. His wife testified against him and also filed for divorce shortly after the sentencing. Yeah. After being found guilty, Ronald appealed his case several times, twice to the Supreme Court, but all appeals were rejected. No shit. I think it was pretty straightforward, even though it's circumstantial. Like, who else would do it? I don't know. I go back and forth with it. Like, he really did... Yeah. I don't know. Just because, again, it is. Like, what if he used that knife to open the pixie stick true for timothy and what do you do when you help your kids open you open your kids candy for them yeah that's a normal parent thing to do yeah kids can't open things 
You know, what if he opened it with it? True. There's literally nothing, a blue smock. Well, and then like the question he asked in all school. so circumstantial. Yeah, but again, maybe he would, maybe he didn't even word it that way. Yeah. You just never know. True. You're People... taking someone's word yeah. on that. It's like hearsay or whatever. Like, yeah, highly likely he probably did it. But that's just so crazy. Like, how would you kill your own child? And yeah, that's the other part that confuses me. To kill the wife. You know what I mean? She probably has a higher insurance policy. Yeah, you would think. You're getting, you owe $100,000, but you're only going to get 20000 for for killing one of your kids. It's not like he tried to poison the other girl. That's weird too, yeah. Wouldn't he try to kill them all? I don't know. It's It's all very strange. Very circumstantial. Wow. And for him to get the death sentence for it, it's pretty crazy to me too. Yeah. For a circumstantial evidence case. It's weird because it's like, like who else would have a motive to kill your child? Like, I don't even think anyone hates children enough to kill people's kids. What are you talking about? People get killed all the time. They rape and kill them. True. We are a true crime podcast. This is what we do. We listen know, to like it. Some... We hear about it. People are fucked up. It's just weird. Like poisoning just... No, this Random is what you children. mean to say is normal human beings who don't have weird sociopathic tendencies wouldn't kill a kid. They wouldn't attack a kid. Yeah, I guess. Just poisoning seems like... People like, are fucked up. They love that shit. Yeah. No, I just think it's just weird. People are fucked up for sure and will hurt children, but it's usually like a personal, like one-on-one, like no. their, their thing. Not necessarily. Has this happened before? No, this was the first Halloween candy yeah. thing. But wow. people are messed up in the brain. I saw a meme and they were like, make sure to check your children's Halloween can- candy this year. There could be drugs in them. And then someone was like, we're not giving away good drugs to kids for no reason. We're keeping them for ourselves. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm not giving drugs out. Yeah, we'll keep them for ourselves. Thank you. So Ronald, again, maintained his innocence to the day he was executed by lethal injection on March 31st, 1984. Wow. He he was pronounced dead at 1248 a.m. His last statement read, What is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors. This execution is one of those wrongs, yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in my any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. And I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us, respectively, as human beings. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love. To those close to me, know in your hearts I love you one and all. God bless you all, and may God's ble- best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien. P.S. During my time here, I have been treated well by all TDC personal personnel. Isn't that a weird P.S.? I think they added that. I think the personnel added that. Who says P.S.? <laughs> In your last statement. That's why I'm like, I feel like they added that. Weird. What a weird last statement. Super weird. It feels like the statement of a guilty person who's trying to get right with the world and the Lord before he goes to hell. <laughs> Maybe. Like... And also, don't you think he would mention his son in it? Mention like, it. Like, now I can be with my son? Or I would never do this. I didn't do this. I maintain my innocence, but I forgive you all for making the wrong decision. Maybe, but, like, he didn't say anything like that. It yeah. was very, like, roundabouty. I know. 
It's super strange. He, it's like he beat around the dead child. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he didn't say his son's name. Yeah. And he didn't claim his innocence. No, he just he was like, I forgive you all for whatever you, you know. Yeah. Super weird. Guilty. It's funny because at the end of my notes, I'm like, ask Amanda what she thinks. Does she think he's guilty? Amanda's like, he's guilty the whole way through. I think he's guilty. I think. I feel like we never agree, ever. If you think someone's guilty, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not saying that I think he's innocent. I would like to believe that There's a father would never do that, especially in such a violent, horrible way. Mm-hmm. I would like to believe that. But I feel like in this case, no one else had the the motive. Like, it kind of obvious to me but also in saying that like sometimes police just want to give people true a someone you know and they want to do it quickly so that the public aren't freaking out yeah true because then that also encourages other people to try to do police work like yeah i've never heard of this case weird swear to god i have heard about it so much really i've watched like three things on it at least really yeah no never heard i of was that. like for sure amanda's heard about the candy man also it has nothing to do with the candy man horror movie but I, now i have to go watch it did you did you like that one yeah there's very few horror movies i don't like i watched a bunch of really weird ones last night that made me feel very strange not you yeah i don't want to say the candy man's name too many times because that's what makes him come candy man. to appear right stop it Amanda, you're going to say it and then you're going to leave my house and I'm going to be stuck with him. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I think the guy is guilty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how the investigation went. I don't know if we should trust that police force. Right. It's the thing. There's so so many things about it. But I don't know who else would have the motive to do that. Also, like, the fact, like, whoever did it, whether it was him or not, like, the fact that you gave Pixie Six, you tried to kill six children that day. And the idea was probably that if six different children, well, that they're all friends. They were trick-or-treating together, though. Right? The pixie yeah. stick people? Oh. Because I was thinking, like, if you were going to give out candy to random children and then one child was the actual target, it would be a better cover-up. Right. But he gave them all to the kids that he knew. Yeah. So that's strange. Especially Other than the 11-year-old boy who was found cradling it. He was the one who went to the, their house and he gave that one random kid. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there was. Yeah. If he did do it, he didn't plan it out very well. No. Yeah. And yeah. So that's good, I guess. Yeah. Because at least they caught him. And there actually hasn't been very many, like for as crazy as mom was. Yeah. Not saying she's crazy. Like she was just being careful. Yeah. With us checking our candy. It hasn't been reported anywhere else that candy has actually been poisoned. I don't. I didn't look into the razor blade and the apple thing, but also who takes a freaking candied apple? Yeah, I've seen razor bit blades in the candy too, where it's like in like tucked into but the chocolate bar. Did or whatever. you or did you see pictures of it? Of no, other I people just saying heard of they it. had it. You yeah, know? no, it might just be an urban legend. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. So maybe it's something that we should look into. Yeah, we'll let you know. Also, a little update: a couple episodes ago. I was talking about how great I am at hopping fences, (laughs) and I went out and I hopped that dang fence, and we forgot to update you. I did record it, but Amanda was like... I looked pretty bad. (laughs) I didn't. Amanda's a Scorpio, so she's very... Vain. Vain. (laughs) Don't look at my face. Anyways, who nailed it? Tell, Tell them. 
oh, yeah, Amanda did it. But then I wanted her to hop back over because I think, it, yeah, I could jump the way that she jumped. You know, because there's the, like, the little, two the by two four. by fours that you can put your foot up on and hop over. That way is easy. It's the other way that I'm saying is the hard way. Yeah, I would definitely need, like, proper shoes and gloves. Oh, yeah, you were also wearing flip-flops. Yeah. I could probably gloves. do it. You'd but have if, to no. run, and then you'd have to, like, get your foot against <laughs> the fence, I'm right? I'm seriously going to record this. With the, the, like, a running shoe, and then you'd have to, like, up, grab the top of the fence and push yourself up. I'm going to make you You'd have it. to, like, Spider-Man it. Like, I think I never wear running shoes. It'd be, like, really hard. It'd be hard to get me. I wear flip-flops all winter. But anyways, that's the Candyman, or the, the candy man, man who killed Halloween. Our last Halloween episode. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Doesn't matter how old you are, uh, 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 go to uh, houses uh. and try to get candy, because life is short. Hey, I trick-or-treated till I was, like, 19, I think. 18, maybe. All right, well, happy Halloween. Happy Bye-bye. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ghouls and monsters. You did the mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash.